Ogumbawale for the win. Happy Monday and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm Gabe Ibrahim alongside Amy Audibert. Welcome to a very packed, a very dense show as we wrap up this season on a lovely Labor Day. We hope everyone else is having a great day off. We as podcasters not get a day off. That's that's why we make the big money, right, Amy? Yes, yes. And, and by the way, big money, but severe anxiety after last night and trying to get these awards um, allocated. <laughs> well, yeah, so I figured, so we, we've been planning to do this show this week because next week we're going to do a playoff preview. I was like, okay, by this time, like, we'll definitely know who's going to be the award winners, who, who's definitely going to be the MVP, who's definitely going to be the defensive player of the year. Um, we know none of that. <laughs> I think this is just my picks for right now, and, and it might change by week's end as we head towards the last week of the WNBA season. Obviously, some huge games yesterday, uh, especially Dallas beating the Washington Mystics to kind of solidify their playoff spot and essentially put the Mystics – out of their misery. But before we get into any of that, we want to remind you about two things. First off, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off your next order. And we want to remind you about the other shows on our on our lovely podcast. Uh, locked on Women's Basketball is made up of four, yeah, five different shows essentially. So there's Eric Ayala's Tuesday and Thursday shows, one of which is on the Wubble Tea, breaking down all the, all the, things inside going inside the wobble and then uh, her social justice episodes which are fantastic and obviously extremely important right now on Wednesdays you got Lindsay Gibbs breaking down a team for you and then on Friday you have Howard Megdell with his big Friday conversation so just keep it locked into this channel subscribe rate review us tell us what we're doing right tell us what we're doing wrong and let us know what you're enjoying about this WNBA season now let's get into some of the players we've been enjoying for this WNBA season. We're going to do our award picks. So today we are picking most valuable player, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, most improved player of the year, six woman of the year, and coach of the year. So yeah, this is going to be a packed show, everyone. Um, let's get right into it. Amy, who is your pick for MVP for the 2020 oh, we're gonna season. start off we're gonna start off hard starting huh? at the top it's starting at the top um again this was tough and uh i i don't see myself changing but i could with the last week but as of right now my mvp is asia wilson all right um, simply based on obviously i think the top two uh stewie or asia wilson you know, if they mm-hmm. could do co-player of the year, uh, I wouldn't be, or, or MVP, I wouldn't be upset about it. But um, the reason my final kind of sway to Asia was I just look at the aces and I look at who they lost quickly mm-hmm. before the season started in Cambage and Kelsey Plum. And the fact that they're still sitting at 14 and four in the second place, the fact that Vegas is the last team in terms of three-point attempts, right? They only average 11 threes a game, where the number one team at New York averages almost 30, just to give you some Mm -hmm. perspective here, which means they're packing it in. Defenses are packing it in. They're not necessarily guarding the three. Asia Wilson is a mid-ranged inside player, right? Mm -hmm. So the fact that – and, you know, when you look at 
it's not against Stewie, but she has, I, in my opinion, her raw talent around her is so much greater. You have to guard Alicia Clark. You have to guard Jewel Lloyd. You have to step out and guard Sue Bird. So I think that was kind of, the numbers are yeah. to me very even between the two. I just think Asia Wilson, and also she leads the league in free throw attempts a game around seven, I believe. So she's getting banked, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to continue to consistently carry the team. That's that's why I, I chose Miss Wilson. Okay, so I'm with you. I, I picked oh, Asia Wilson as well. Yeah, so we did we did an MVP um, discussion earlier in the year. We both came out with Asia, and we're still there. To me, though, I'm with you. Like it, it was just hard because when you look at the stats, all the stats suggest that Stewie is slightly better this year. Just slightly, not not by a, a wide margin, but enough that it it gave me pause because this whole year I felt that Asia Wilson is the MVP, and that Stewie is a, a tremendous player. I've already, I've said on Twitter like she's the best player in basketball, and I think that that still can be true because remember, MVP is not the best player. MVP is not the most outstanding player. If it was either of those two awards. I think I'd probably go with Brianna Stewart Mm -hmm. just because she's been that good. But most valuable is different. And I don't want to do like the counterfactual, like, oh, if we take Asia Wilson off the aces or if we take Stewie off the storm, because that, that just doesn't, it doesn't fit to me. You know, I, I just don't think that's, that's how you do it. I think the reason I'm picking Asia is because like you said, she, she's pushed this team to a new height. She's raised the ceiling of this team more than Brianna Stewart has for the Storm. That's not a shot at Stewie. That's not a shot at Asia Wilson's teammates even. It's just what she has done to give this team structure on both the offensive and defensive ends has been incredibly impressive. And I think she has provided the most value to her team while also being one of the best players on one of the best teams. Um, to fill out the rest of my bracket, just like, so Stewie was second, Courtney Vandersloot was third. If her team was slightly better, I think she might have been, she might have actually pressed a little bit more for this uh, award. Candace Parker was fourth, and Afisa Collier was fifth for me. That was my ballot. Um, but do you agree with that, that Asia has kind of raised the ceiling of her team more than Brianna Stewart has? Yeah, I just, again, when you look at coming into the season, the rosters and how they were built and everything, uh, yeah, I think that, and it's weird to have this conversation and not and say and not feel like you're putting Stewie at number two because we are right. We are putting Stewie at number two, but it's really weird to say that because my gosh, she's not a number two player. Like you said, she probably is. The, she is the best basketball player on the planet. I don't know because I think EDD. Like you know, there's a couple. Oh, really playing terms. playing right now. Playing right, right now. Okay, 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 okay. But um, yeah, like I agree, and I just again, I think the way that Asia Wilson has had to do this and could put up these numbers, they've been a little bit tougher, right? Like it's been a little bit tougher in terms of the type of defense that she's going off, and mm-hmm. when they do when they do isolate her, I mean, her decisions have to be quick. She's got to be efficient. She is right. She's doing all yep. of those things. And, and so, um, you know, if Stewie ends up, cause I, I know that Gabe and Amy's picks are the end all, but yes, if yes. someone doesn't listen to us and they go ahead and then award Stewie with the MVP, I'm not going to think that 
Asia got robbed, if that makes sense no. either. I think that they've been very neck and neck, but because we have to choose, uh, I that's, yes, I agree with you. And those are the reasons that I chose Asia. And I do wish there was, let me stump for a second for my my, my thing in pretty much Don't every sport. It. Like there Don't should be a, there Don't should be a it. most outstanding award. That's all okay. I'm saying. Right. It should just be a most outstanding award because so, we need that. Like it makes it so much easier, right? Because in the season where the best player, like Stewie may be the best player in the league on the best team in the league, right? Like then, okay, maybe that should mean most valuable, but it'd be much easier. And they do this in hockey, right? Like you're, you're Canadian. I don't know if you, if you know what hockey does, but <laughs> like, actually, ho- I don't, let's okay. just start there. Actually. No, tell me a okay. little bit more about hockey. <laughs> I know everyone comes here to listen to our hockey talk. Um, but they do have, I'm pretty sure hockey has an award for most valuable and an award for best. And that's important. And I think that I think the NBA and the WNBA and every league should have that so that we know what we're picking. Because I think as a voter, you're sitting here saying, well, I think Stewie's better, but I think Asia's probably more valuable to her team, whatever that means. So to me, it's just like give us some give us some structure here uh, in our award picks um, to, to just make it a little bit easier on everyone. Because I do want to get I want to give Stewie an award. And it's yeah. just hard for me to give her MVP because I think Asia Wilson has earned that. Um, I'm going to tell you something. If if Asia gets the MVP and Stewie wears the ring, I don't know if she's going to be that upset. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, at the end of the day, does. like let's. I I do believe Seattle's still the front, the strong front runner here. So yeah. Stewie <laughs> yeah. wants that Finals MVP. That's what yes. she wants. She yeah, doesn't care about yeah. this MVP. There you go. Um, and she, really, I think she would get it. I actually think she that she could realistically very easily, not easily, but that would be an easy yeah. pick right now. <laughs> the MV, the, the the finals MVP is weird though. I'm excited to see like right, like isn't there a way like Sammy Whitcomb could win the finals MVP? Just yep. so great, like in, insanity yeah. happens. Um, okay, and I do want to point out one more other thing. Like the players on my ballot, Asia, Stewie, and Afisa Collier are all still on their rookie contracts yeah this league is in very well stewie has a weird situation but yeah this league is in very good hands and we still have courtney vandersloot and candace parker on this list and they're also incredible players so we're gonna get into the rest of our awards i think that was probably the most difficult one to pick but we will find out together in just a second uh, and we want to give you a quick reminder to follow the show on twitter at locked on wbb you can follow me on twitter at gabe underscore ibrahim and follow amy on twitter at amy audubert uh send us some tweets we're, we're always talking about basketball like literally all the time there's not a second in which i'm not thinking about basketball now so uh give us a follow on those platforms between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. I'm not sure who I have to tell about DoorDash. I use DoorDash like all of the time now because we've been stuck in our house for going on seven months. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. Oh, they made it across the pond. You can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and 
the Cheesecake Factory. Right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their, neck, on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONMBA. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONMBA. Don't forget that code LOCKEDONMBA for $5 off your first order and to let them know that you came from us. Let's get into defensive player of the year. To me, this was the hardest award to do because there's just – defense is hard to quantify in stats – so you just have to pay attention and watch the tape. That, to me, that's like the only real way to do it. Um, and I, I just, you know, there's so many things that went into it uh, that I found it really difficult. So Amy, though, we'll start with you. What, yeah. what, who's your depot pick? I agree. So my defensive player of the year, which, again, you look at a stat sheet and you're like, you, it's hard to pick out why. Um, and I let me just preface this. I have a hard time just picking the top shot blocker in the league, right? Like because yeah. you can't measure if someone's like six five with long arms and a great, you know, um, hand eye coordination. But anyways, that's nothing to do with my pick. My pick <laughs> is Alicia Clark. Oh uh, yes. Seattle. Oh, and you know, all so so Seattle people. I hope you didn't you know get super mad and and turn the switch <laughs> this off after our MVP selections. Um, Alicia Clark to me, number one one of the if not the best three and d player in the league you could argue Mm -hmm. um but when you look at seattle they are you could say the best defensive team in the league and what makes alicia so valuable and i went back and watched the film it's her ability to guard multiple positions Mm -hmm. right so last week when they played los angeles she was guarding Chelsea Gray, maybe one of the toughest one-on-one assignments um, in the backcourt in the league. But then she would be switching off on Candace Parker, just fine. They weren't isolating her and saying, oh, that's a mismatch, okay? Mm-hmm. And then against Minnesota, she's guarding Dangerfield, Crystal Dangerfield. And then, you know, the next rep down the court, she's on Damaris Dantas. They're big, right? And so she has – She you look at one of the best defenses in the league, and she leads it in terms of coaches will actually – not run screen and rolls, put Alicia Clark in, in pick and roll situations because she's such a good defender that they have a hard time finding a good shot out of that because she can switch off and it's not a mismatch. And we're talking about guard to post. We're talking about two positions. And so, you know, I don't, I'm not going to run through her defensive stats because again, like how do you quantify those? But exactly. when you watch the game, I think that she's one of the most, she is the defensive player of the year in the WNBA for those reasons is that she completely leads and impacts the Seattle Storm's defensive play. I love that pick. I disagree, but I love that pick because <laughs> I think just like everything, like what everything you're saying, like she kind of coaches defense out there and like she does a lot of the little things that she'll just come over, you know, when someone needs to help immediately and, and it's the instinct of it. And I, I'm, I am super impressed with her defense at all times. Uh, my problem was, so obviously the Storm are a fantastic defensive team. The problem is they're so good defensively that all of their players look amazing, right? So, like, Brianna Stewart's on my ballot. Alicia Clark's on my ballot. Mm-hmm. At times, Natasha Howard has been on my ballot because of her defensive impact. When you look at the advanced metrics, Natasha Howard is the best defender in the league somehow, even though she she kind of got off to a rough start this year. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just couldn't pick one Storm player. 
the the my all defense team may end up being like four, three or four storms <laughs> on, on it, but I just couldn't pick one as a defensive player of the year because they all work so well together. So that kind of should tell you who my pick is, or or it's not it's not a storm player. It's Nafisa Collier. Okay. To me, she has been phenomenal throughout her career on defense in, in her first two years. So I was just saying in her year and a half. <laughs> in, in her in, in like incredible that she's only in her second year. It feels like she's she's a 15-year vet. Um <laughs> But she cover she plays she can cover any position one through five doesn't matter you, you can put her on a point guard you can put her on a center you can switch you can do anything with her she's so smart she con- she communicates very well um, I think she kind of enables the entire defensive scheme for Minnesota and the reason I'm picking her this year is because she has kept this team near the top of the defensive rating metric all season despite Sylvia Fowles getting hurt and not having a ton of top end defensive talent elsewhere on the team. That's not to say there's not good defenders. And it's not to say that coach that Cheryl Reeve is not doing a fantastic job, but she's doing a ton for this defense to keep them where they are. And their defense is really what's pushing them towards the top of the standings. So that's why to me, Nafisa Collier is the defensive player of the year. My ballot, um, I don't even, I'm not even gonna give you my ballot. Brianna, Brianna Turner's there because she's been phenomenal. Yeah. But, it's just like it's so so hard this year because I, I just I, I want to pick a storm player. It's just I don't know which one to pick, and I and I just think Depot has to be someone who is also. I just think she's doing so much for that team. Like she pushes them to a new height defensively, and if if she was any was even like a step worse, they would kind of be falling down the rankings. Uh, in in terms of standings, because she she really gives that defense all that she enables everything they do. Fair. I'm still I'm not changing my pick, but I hear you. No. I hear you. No, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> I I I don't think there's not there's not a wrong answer because yeah. I love Alicia Clark. I think she deserves so much. Uh, there's so much credit for what she does, but I don't know. I have to go with Fee. I love Fee too. Also, I really want to pick the two the 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 podcasters. <laughs> standing up for the podcasters the best two podcasters in the world nafisa collier and asia wilson yeah um, that's true they're they're entertaining for sure <laughs> okay let's go to rookie of the year you can go back to our wednesday show we broke down these candidates um in depth uh i did add a candidate that we did not talk about on last week's show where we talked about crystal dangerfield kennedy carter satu Savale, and julie alamond uh, I added Jasmine Jones to my ballot. She didn't win, but I wanted to give her a shout out because she's been really good. Uh, so my pick for rookie of the year is Crystal Dangerfield. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, it would have been much harder if Candy Carter was healthy all the season, but Dangerfield's been a huge cog in the Minnesota machine. Um, and she's been the starting point guard on a really good team in her first year. And she's leading the team in scoring too. So uh, I just think she, it's kind of a runaway. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, like you said, Kennedy Carter, if she didn't make miss six games, uh, I think Atlanta's in the playoffs and this conversation is completely different. But um, I can't say if this, if that, and and take our, again, our yeah. our very important vote game um, and take that away from Crystal. W- one thing that absolutely amazes me, Crystal averaged 15 and just under four assists last year in college in her, in her yeah. final year at Connecticut right now she's averaging 
15 and a half points and just over three assists. Almost the same numbers. She's playing That's incredible. against the best basketball players in the world. I will argue that until the day I die. The WNBA is a collection of the best basketball players in the world. And her numbers are basically equal. A couple more points, a couple less assists. It's staggering. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like you said, um, she is leading a team that is in fourth and competing for a second round bye still in the final season, in the final week, excuse me, of the regular season is absolutely incredible. When you're the point guard and you're a rookie point guard, my gosh, you have to learn a whole new system. You have to learn a whole new league, a whole new culture in some ways, right? Yep. And she's thriving in it. We've talked about it last year, so or last week, excuse me, I won't get into the stats of how she's leading her team in field goal attempts and three-point attempts, and she's come in and, and she's been given confidence. This was a second-round pick. Yep. And I just think in terms of expectation and what she's produced and the role she's had to play outside of a stat sheet is just it, – it's it's incredible. And so, for me, it was a clear-cut decision. Yeah. No, I think it was it, – it, it became easy because Carter was hurt. Carter's been amazing. Yeah. Satu Savali has been amazing too. She just kind of come on a little bit later. Um, and she, she's been really, really good. And we may end up ruining the day we, we didn't give her this award. Um, but you know, I just think Chris has been amazing and she's hitting big shots and big moments as a rookie, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, all right. Can we do, let's do one here because I, I think thematically this really fits for me. Um, let's go to coach of the year. Ah, I knew you were going to say that because I've go already ahead. picked, I've already picked the Pisa Collier of the Minnesota Lakes for defense player of the year, Crystal Dangerfield of the Minnesota Lynx for rookie of the year. And I'm picking Cheryl Reed for coach of the year. She's been unbelievable. I mean, like, come on when you look at this roster. And yeah. and, and with Sylvia Fowles hurt, yeah, that this team is still in the hunt for the for a double bye. And is yeah. un, and and has just been, you know, they play really good team, they play good teams hard, they win games, their defense is phenomenal. And to me, the thing that sets Reeve apart from my other two candidates on this list are Bill Lambeer and James Wade, because I think both those both those guys have done a great job. What sets Reeve apart is she's gotten the most value through culture building and player development, and that to me is the biggest thing a coach does. When you have an org- when you have built a culture in your organization that allows players to become the best that they can be, that to me is the biggest thing a coach does. Granted, I'm a huge Miami Heat fan. So, yes, this all sounds yeah. like a Miami Heat culture ad. Um, and you got and a case you, right now, Mr. Gary. Right? You got a case. Yeah. <laughs> we, went, we went 20 minutes into this podcast without me mentioning the Miami Heat. So, congratulations <laughs> to me. Um, but, the, you know, it, it is very I, – I love comparing those two programs because when you look at it, when you, the way those teams win, yes, they, they have really good players. First and foremost, if he's a college great player, Sylvie Fowles is a great player. But they also win because everyone comes into work. They understand what their role is. They understand what they have to do to get better. And they go out and do it. And a lot of that is picking your players. But a lot of that is bringing them in and teaching them how to do those things. To me, what she's done with Crystal Dangerfield, what she's done with Demiris Dantas, and what she's done with Bridget Carlton is mind-boggling. Like, Dantas has been a fantastic um, center for them this year. She's on my most improved ballot, as we'll get to in a second. Uh, and Bridget Carlton, I mean, like, 
She's shooting 50% from three. Are you joking? She was not playing that much last year. Uh, they're just motoring through every injury. I've been uh, really impressed with Cheryl Reeves. So she's my she's my coach of the year. So who's your coach of the year? Yeah, so let me just really quickly say, this was the one award we talked before we started and said, I would really wish we could have done this next week because this yeah. last week oh, okay. is the week for me. And I think coach of the year was one of the categories where I said, I need this last week, but we didn't get it. So um, <laughs> my coach of the year I have right now is Bill Lambier. Okay. I, and I mean, but the thing is, oh, like, it's like my pen, right? was writing yeah. Bill, but my mind was like, Cheryl, Coach Reed. But <laughs> I mean, you got to pick one, right? Uh, let me just say these two, two teams meet up this week. Okay. Yep. So not that that's the decision, but on Thursday, Vegas and Minnesota meet. And, and just to kind of pump you up a bit more, Minnesota has Washington, Vegas, and Indiana left. They have a very good chance to jump up here and, and clinch a, a big buy, um, a second round buy. But the reason I chose Bill Lambier, you got to imagine losing – Liz Cambage and Kelsey Plum, what, mm -hmm. a month maybe before the season, right? I mean, mm -hmm. Kelsey Plum, she she had a – her Achilles went out – what was it, a couple weeks? Yeah, it was a couple weeks. I mean, like right before. Even, I think it might have even been in Florida. Was it in Florida when they were in training yeah. camp or no? They were heading wasn't... to Florida like the next Okay. Week. Yes. So, I mean, you immediately start going, my gosh, right, because those two – I know Kelsey was pretty, you know, she didn't have a consistent year last year, but I think she was always a threat. And I think that this year was going to be a big year for her. So anyways, Bill, when you, you mentioned all those things about building a culture and getting players mm -hmm. to understand their, those roles. And I'll argue that he did those things too. And yeah. in terms of the role players, because you got to remember Jackie Young is now coming off the bench. She is huge off the bench. That is, he went with Lindsay Allen over Jackie Young. She has come in and she has been a monster and continued to contribute, right? Um, you look at statistically, the way that – if you told me that a professional basketball team right now takes 11 threes a game, yeah. you know, and is sitting on the top of the league, number two, the Vegas Aces, they have identified a culture and they have not strayed from that. He has kept his foot on the gas. This is the way we're going to play. This is who we have. This is our isolation situations. And when you look at what they've done statistically, they're still they don't shoot threes and they're still number 1 in the in the W in points per game. Nope. They have actually they have been in in my term in my mind just phenomenal in terms of game planning and execution. And they have lost two of the bigger names in the game coming into this season. And, and no. so that's when, and, and clutch wins, right. They're tied at number two. They've got five clutch wins. So that's coaching right there. Right. Um, but I, I understand he's also got our pick for MVP out there as well, but I just looked at what they lost the way the season's gone and the consistency, because to be honest with you, when you see the news that Liz Cambage isn't returning and then you saw Kelsey Plum go down, you're going, okay, well, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Angel McCautry has been fantastic. Yeah. That was questionable coming into the season. No one knew what she was going to look like. He has managed mm -hmm. her minutes masterfully. Yes, she has. Yes, okay. And, and, and also, one more thing. Carolyn Swords, his starting center, was <laughs> retired. There was yeah. a press release. I think she was joining the front office. I'm not 100% right. She okay. Was. She is the star. She's been the starting center the entire, the entire season. And, and yeah. so you've seen him kind of have to make these adjustments. And the players have to buy in. But it's the coach at the end of the day. It's the coach that heavy is the head, right? That wears the crown. Mm -hmm. If things were going terribly wrong, you could say, 
oh, all these things have happened, all this adversity, injuries, and players not returning. And no, no, no. Things have gone very right to the point where now they're still holding a set, uh, that second place. And so that's why I chose Bill Lambier. Yeah. I had, I had Bill winning this last night. Yeah. So yeah, it could change for me tomorrow. <laughs> so I hear you. I actually woke up this morning. I was like, should I change it to Cheryl? I, I I want to make my Eric Spolster argument though. So that, yeah. that, that was really what it is. Go heat. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're we're going to be back with our picks for most improved and six women uh, right after this. Have you ever had a candy bar and thought, man, that was delicious. I just wish that was healthy. Well, our friends at Built Bar have the solution for you. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And guess what? It's healthy. It's perfect for the health-conscious person looking to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, great for a keto diet. And if you're doing a keto diet during the pandemic, just amazing for you. Very proud of you. Way to go. The Built Bar also has offering six new flavors. as caramel, brownie, cookies, and cream. Cherry Barsha, which I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds delicious. There's an almond an apple almond crisp, carrot cake, lemon almond cheesecake, anything to satisfy your tasty needs while also getting you a healthy snack. So make sure to grab a Built Bar when you are at the grocery store or go to BuiltBar.com. There you can get uh, potentially a free cooler with purchase. Uh, that's while supplies last. Or you can use the promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your next order. So use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com and enjoy the best tasting protein bar ever. Last segment here on Locked On Women's Basketball with Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Audibert. We are your Monday crew. Remember to tune in to all the shows for the rest of the week. Uh, this is our last real week of regular season basketball. And then we're right into the playoffs. It's insane. The season went by in in like two seconds and in also like eight months. So <laughs> do with that what you will. All right, let's get into our picks for most improved and six woman of the year. Uh, Amy, I'm going to let you start. Let, let's start with six woman because this one was really difficult. This one was so difficult. So I'm going to let you – give me your pick for six woman of the year. It was, but then it wasn't, you know, and you really sat down and looked. My – she got my vote last year. She's getting it again this year is Dear Kahambi. Uh, I love her game. I loved her game before I actually started calling W games like years ago yep. when she was in San Antonio. I think it was her rookie year. I was like, I fell in love with her. Mm -hmm. um, just watching her play uh, the energy she brings. Uh, I think it's contagious. She automatically comes up that bench and it goes back to that. I think it's incredible when you see it at the college level. Sometimes um, I don't think you see it at the pro level a whole lot where a player can start. They can start yeah. for any team in the league. They've embraced the role of that sixth uh, sixth woman um and that's dear Hamby. she won this mm -hmm. award last year her numbers are actually better this year yep um in terms of scoring a couple more points rebounding's right around the same a little bit more on the assist side of things this year and she's shooting a better percentage last year she shot 49 percent from the field this year she's at 55 and that's just she's solid you look in vegas we've just talked about the success um, in the last segment of them this season. And uh, she continues to, in my opinion, be the the most valuable sixth off the bench. Now, my second person on that bat was Jackie Young. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think, it was I think Vegas. Oh, but when you look at, you look at this condensed schedule. Okay. We've talked about how quick mm -hmm. the season has gone. And I mean, some of these players were what playing five games in 10 days. That's yep. incredible. And here we go into the playoffs. Bench is 
huge. It is. You know, you never know when someone twists an ankle, foul trouble. You need a solid bench. I think as a coach, a front office player, fan, whatever you want to say, if you don't have a strong bench, you got a little extra layer of nerves going into this point mm. of the season. And I think Dierica Hamby tells everybody who's on the Vegas contingency to calm down because she is so good off the bench. And uh, I just, I appreciate the role that she has embraced. She's thrived. And, and I believe she deserves the award for the second year in the row because of that. I agree. Uh, to me, it was pretty easy. It was yeah. pretty easy to pick six women because uh, it was Dierica Hamby. Um, and I think she is. We have to define this better. And I, this is a lawyer argument, and I'm sorry. But we have to define what six women means because she plays a lot of her minutes with the starters and she finishes the game. So yeah. I don't know. Yes. Uh, but yeah. regardless, it, by, by definition, she is on the bench. Uh, she is also third in the league in steals with one point steals per game. So mm. to me, that's, that's pretty insane to be doing that when you're, when you're sacrificing at least some minutes uh, by sitting on the bench. Um, so it, to me, the rest of the ballot uh, – Actually, Jackie Young didn't make my ballot because I was like, you have to be a sixth woman. She's a seventh woman. Um, uh, but then it kind of gets okay. it kind of gets tri- it kind of gets tricky because all right, so I have Raquana Williams at second. Yeah. Uh, Sammy would come. Can I just inject the one thing with Raquana? Is now the reason other the other reason too? I was like, oh, baby, is that Sydney Weiss went down, and yeah. so now I don't know if she is the sixth anymore. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Well, and then this gets even more confusing because Sammy Whitcomb is my third yeah. and she's like the seventh woman on, yeah. on, yeah. on uh, Seattle. Uh, Cheyenne Parker, who started a bunch of games yes. too, but she's also considered a bench player. And then Bria Hartley also started a bunch of games before she went down. I think she deserves some mention for her phenomenal season. The, the um, reason why I did believe this was really tough game, I know like when we both kind of yeah. said, oh wait, it's not that hard. It's Erica, obviously, duh. But going into this selection, I was like a little bit all over the place. A lot of these, don't forget, the, the league, a lot of the stars of this league did not play in the season, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that was social justice, COVID-related. And so a lot of these players, a lot of the players, yeah. like, you know, Lilani Mitchell may be coming off the bench, you know? Like, right. so a lot of these players that we would have kind of thought would be up for this award this year have had to step up and play starting roles. And I think that that kind of puts a lot more um, layers into this conversation. I agree. No, it's been, it's been really hard to pick, especially with people like going down. And then if you start like four games, you've started a lot of the season. So um, it's weird, but yeah, I think Hamby, Hamby's uh, the pick there. Speaking of Leilani Mitchell though, let's talk Mm. about the award that she had. She's the only player to ever win twice, which is most improved. Um, Sometimes this award is seen as a backhanded compliment. I disagree. I think I think this year especially, there have been some players who have stepped up their game to a new height and really, really deserve um, credit in a good way for, for taking that next step in their career. To me, though, the most improved player, like run away, is Benaja Laney. Oh, Jeez. I knew you were going to say that. So Laney's numbers increased are incredible. She's had a 27% increase in her minutes, just 27%. Yeah. <laughs> Her scoring has gone up by 195%. Her assists have gone up by 141%. Her three-point shooting, she is shooting by far the highest percentage of her career at 38% on by far the highest number of three-point attempts in her career. She went from a role player on a a team that is trying to make the playoffs and, and didn't make it to the lead woman on a team that's in the similar situation to me. It's just incredible. And obviously like injuries pushed her to that point, 
Um, and I, I think it, it's important to note that, but I don't know, man. Like I didn't see her being, a, I always, I really like Laney's game. And I thought when she got into the right situation, she'd be a nice, like three and D, you know, she'd be a nice player who can, who can kind of do a little bit of X, Y, and Z for your team and bring you something. I didn't think she could be a lead scorer on a team that yeah. may make the playoffs. So to, to me, that's why Laney made it. Um, who's your most improved? Do you, are you, and, do you have a and and gateway just confirmed she was released from indiana correct yes yes she was she released was, right before the- so the response of laney to say okay mm-hmm. let me go atlanta scooped her up okay but you know a better situation and moving forward like into next look kind of looking in next year i mean yep. I'd, i if i'm contributing on atlanta with a healthy kennedy carter and and i think laney's in a great position however <laughs> She was my number. She was like coach of the year, right? Where you kind of change your pen, your head says something, your pen's going the other way. I went, and I know you're probably going to roll your, roll your little highs up. Kalia Copper. Okay. Okay. So first, and, and, and you said that the MIP is kind of an award that doesn't maybe get the respect. I think it's a tremendous award because yeah. it means number one, you were probably given opportunity, but it's one thing to be getting on the court and given opportunity. It's another thing to produce. And I think Laney, and copper have both showed tremendous growth this season and the thing that defines why i went with copper why do we show up to the gym gabe answer me this why do we show up to the game to the gym and play basketball games to win games okay and that was the one thing that pushed me over the edge to copper okay because when i look at and i and i it's just i don't know maybe i shouldn't say this Maybe I don't ever get a vote again. (laughs) (laughs) To me, if I have two neck and neck situations, I always have to lean towards the side of winning. Okay. Because you can be the most improved. And it's not really fair to say that against Tulaney because Kennedy Carter's healthy. They win more games. Okay. If Courtney Williams was able to compete off the bat, the chemistry is better. They win more games. So I hate to to use that to take away from Laney, but I have to because Chicago Mm -hmm is they have clinched playoffs. Um, her numbers from last season, you know, she played 34 games off the bench last year, Kalia Copper. This year she's starting all 20. So last year she averaged under seven. This year she's pretty much at 15 points per game. Her rebounds are up, three or four rebounds a game. I mean, yes, her her minutes have also doubled, but she's shooting 10% better from the field. You know, she's stepped into this role. And, and so – and the reason I said, oh, you're probably going to roll your eyes, because you know, like, I've loved Chicago since the beginning of the yeah. season, and it hurts me with the adversity that they've yes. they've kind of went through. However, at the beginning of this season, when you're saying, I love Chicago, it's Vandersloot, it's Quigley, Parker, it's DeShields, it's Azure. I'm not going, it's KFC, Kalia mm-hmm. freaking Copper, right? And, and now that's what we find ourselves saying sometimes. She's... Yeah. She's, you know, and I, I mean, she plays with, you know, one, you could argue the best point guard in the league right now. Um, that certainly helps, right? <laughs> but so between Benaje or Kalia, the reason I put Kalia down was it was the factor of the most improved player on a team that she has helped clinch a playoff spot and guarantee a postseason at this point. If Atlanta mm-hmm. makes this crazy storm and clinches playoffs, this time next week, maybe I'm going yeah. Laney because you can't, like you said, her, her, what she's done in her role has been nothing short of spectacular to watch. And I just, I love what every game, like she's not scared of anybody. 
And, uh, and credit to Nikki Collin, right, for giving her the opportunity oh, yeah. to do that. And Christianko, the GM, for picking her up and putting her right in there. And, and But, you know, at the end of the day, you can get the minutes. It's what you do with them. Uh, yeah. I'm mad we saved this one until the end because we're out of time for me to argue yeah. um, <laughs> argue against. Uh, so we're going to have to we're going to have to wrap it up here on Locked On Women's Basketball. Actually, wait, before I do that, uh, my mo- the rest of my most improved ballot to give some players some love. Maisha Hines-Allen, Clea yes. Copper. Brianna Turner, who has yes. been phenomenal, uh, yeah. and Demir Stantis, as I mentioned. Yeah. Um, that's the rest of my ballot. And I, there's no wrong choices here. I think that's the that's the theme of this episode. Can I Every just say single, one, yeah. Let me just say one thing. We didn't even mention the name Candace Parker. This is why these shows are oh, so I did. difficult. Did you mention it? Oh, that's nice. She's, a, she's on my MVP. She's on my okay. MVP ballot. Okay, defensive player of the year. I mean, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, it, these conversations get so tough because – Candace Parker is having a monster season yeah. as well on a team that is very good. And it's, sorry, I just want to get that in there because this is not easy to do, right? It no. is not easy to do. <laughs> no wrong answers here on Locked On Women's Basketball. You can catch uh, Amy and myself. We're, we're going to try We're gonna try to keep it within time next week, but there's no way that's going to happen. So just, just bear down for a long episode next week where we do our playoff preview because this season's just been so amazing that we're having too much fun to talk basketball with you guys. So make sure you are subscribed to our feed. Give us a give us a rating. Give us a review. Let us know what you like. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB. And keep watching the basketball. It's just been phenomenal. Y'all have a great week. And we'll talk